And hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? As it is episode number 40 of Timberwolves Explosion. So yet another milestone for this show. We are now 40 episodes in. And hopefully many, 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 many more to go. Let's add another zero to that 4-0. That will be very cool. Let's keep this show rolling. Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 40. Available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Today is December the 8th, 2009. I am your host, Joey Awajan, or Paladino Joey, however you like to call me. Paladino Joey, of course, always more fun. And uh, there you go. Well, the guest of the show today is... We're going to cover a lot of things here. we got three games to cover in general today at first, but also we're going to talk about how Al Jefferson is showing more spring in his step of late. Uh, Ryan Gomes has played really red hot. Overall improved team play, and that's very noticeable. Kevin Love return. Kevin Love's return being exactly what the doctor ordered, and yeah, a rebounder. Johnny Flynn also lately has been showing signs of becoming a true point guard. We're going to get into that as well. And also a little bit of Wayne Ellington. So there's just a lot of lot of stuff. So uh, trying to keep this show in a reasonable amount of time, not go crazy. So I better get to it immediately. So we're going to open up with the game reviews and then take a break and get into the player in general. And some of the player talk will be during the game reviews. So can't get it all in, you know. Can't separate it all either. So here we go. Timberwolves play a game in. Excuse me, this is a home game against Memphis. Now, I picked the Wolves to win this game. This is after the Wolves defeat the Denver Nuggets. I figure, hey, you know, two about two days off. Wednesday, the 2nd of December. Home game against the Memphis Grizzlies. The Wolves played very well against the Memphis Grizzlies in the Target Center last year. O.J. Mayo did a lot of nothing in the Target Center. And the Wolves came out and kicked some butt. Kevin Love kicked some butt in that in both of those games, which was really cool. Made that trade feel a lot better indeed. Now I know they're just single games and all that stuff, whereas careers are a lot different than a couple games. But yeah, the Wolves did not win the game against the Memphis Grizzlies in the Target Center. And that was uh, pretty upsetting, to be honest. This was before... 11,408 fans in the Target Center. That's not the worst crowd ever, to be honest, from the Memphis Grizzlies on a weeknight game. There's no snow on the ground at that point in time. It's coming down right now as we speak, the real deal, finally. Uh, This was that Memphis Grizzlies game, though. O.J. Mayo had a uh, pretty rough game, folks. (laughs) Pretty safe to say O.J. Mayo had a very rough game. He was 4 of 15. 7 of 9 at the free throw line, hit a couple of threes, 2 of 4 overall in that category. So, some of his numbers better than others, I guess. But, uh, to think how O.J. Mayo would play so poorly in this game and the Wolves couldn't even win. They couldn't even win. Um, Ryan Gomes played another very good game, but folks, he got pretty lucky at times. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second here. Um, I'm not going to let myself get, get too far ahead here. This was a pretty uh, good, good, uh, well-played game by the Wolves in general, at least early on. Um, Johnny Flynn is starting to show signs of being a true point guard, like I said, as he really 
started showing what, what he can do, passing the ball, getting the ball to other players rather than just looking for his own shot. And funny how this was right when Jim Peterson was talking about how Johnny Flynn needs to stop worrying about his own shot and start getting people involved. That's being a point guard. You know, that's his, that's being a quarterback of a team, so to speak. So Johnny Flynn has a career-high nine assists in the game. Terrific. Only two turnovers. Very good indeed. And you compare the two, Ramon Sessions and Johnny Flynn. Sessions had 16 points and only one assist and four turnovers. Uh, the two did play together, and it looked pretty good. So to get into that real quick, that first little topic of this game is, you know, when you look at it, it's the opposite of what some people were saying, that Ramon Sessions is kind of better at running the offense and Johnny Flynn is more of the scorer. You know, to be honest with you folks out there, it's the opposite. When Ramon Sessions and Flynn play together, Sessions is the guy attacking the basket and scoring, not always to the greatest of ease. I mean, Johnny Flynn's going to be better at it in the long run, you can tell. But uh, Ramon Sessions is more of the shooting guard type. Johnny Flynn was the guy setting Sessions up. Sessions is not directing the offense. He was he was playing the scoring guard position, and he did a pretty good job when the two finally did play together. And the Wolves just barely didn't win this game, of course. Uh, Wayne Ellington showing a lot of energy in this game, and... The funny part about Wayne Ellington, now a lot of people saw Wayne Ellington as a guy who's a shooter, right? He's a shooter, and that's the main reason we got him here. Well, so far, folks, no, he's not. No, he's no, he's not a shooter. At least really early in his career, all four of his four of eight from the floor were uh, on the fast break or on uh, slashing to the basket, dunks, layups, whatever. They were all they were all uh, on a slashing play. He was he was going to the basket. Every single time he put up a shot, say from the outside or mid-range or whatever, those are pretty much all of his misses, and that's pretty much been the case almost all year. He'll he'll hit a couple threes in a few future games, but overall, no. He's he's more of a slasher at this point in time, and obviously, Ramon Sessions, you don't want him taking jump shots. He'll make a couple once in a while, but I don't want Ramon Sessions taking jump shots. And boy, oh boy, the free throw category as well. That is an ugly thing. Got to get to that here in a sec. So uh, here, here's a funny part about this game. A few a few notes from the game is uh, Ryan Gomes. Now he hit a bank shot, a bank three pointer that was not by design. This was down the stretch when the Wolves are already uh, trailing by a little bit. They're trailing by a little bit, and they're trying to. Uh, it was kind of a back and forth, but we're down by a little bit at this point. You know, the Memphis has started to take over a teeny tiny bit. So yeah, when you make when you get lucky on a three point shot. When it's not by design, of course, what do you do? You do you do you take the same shot again? Well, what do you think the what do you think the Wolves elected to do? Guess what? They have Gomes rush another three when the Wolves get a stop and a rebound. They have Gomes. They don't take their time or anything. They rush another three pointer with tons of time on the clock, and it's a miss. Why? What what the hell are you doing? I mean, I I just there's things things like that drive me insane. He's not the hot hands when he's banking three-pointers that are, the, the shot was so off it actually went off the glass and in. That's not hot hands, folks. That's stupid strategy. So <laughs> I'll just relax there. I mean, that's it's just things like that. What what are you doing? It was it was more funny in a way than, than uh, maddening, I guess you could say. But it was such a close game that it pissed me off, actually. Why are you getting greedy on, on, on a shot like that? Why are you getting so greedy? That's really stupid, so... I just thought I'd mention that. As down the stretch in the Grizzlies game, no one on this team can hit a clutch shot. And today, it seems no one on this team 
is clutch down the stretch. As Flynn, over the so far, he he's attempted a lot of uh, big shots in these games. You know, in the few close games they've had, including the Nets game, and they've just none of them have gone in. None of them have gone in, and it's it's a little bit frustrating. Um, I I know he's a rookie, and I the, the good news is at least he does attempt them. Uh, unlike Garnett, because. Garnett, he'd either, he, you know, he attempted them really early in his career and missed, and then he just stopped taking big shots altogether. Um, if Johnny Flynn continues to take these, I'm, I gotta think sooner or later it's gonna pay off. Later on in his career, he's gonna start hitting those on a consistent basis. And, um, but it, it's a little frustrating. It's like, damn it, can't you make one? It seems like all of Flynn's shots are either an occasional three pointer or go, going to the basket. Not that that's bad, the going to the basket part, but it'd be nice if he could hit a jumper, you know, late in the game, you know, once in a while. It'd be it'd be helpful. So, like I said, this game was a back and forth, back and forth, very emotional game, to be honest. You know, and I know that's kind of silly to a lot of people thinking we're having an emotional game with the Grizzlies, but it's the best we can do. So let's relax a little bit. We were two and fifteen at the time. Let's calm down. <laughs> Just a funny thought there. So the Wolves, Sessions, and Flynn down the stretch. Together, together. Flynn, as I mentioned, not hitting the shots down the stretch that he needed to hit. The Wolves are trailing by two. Ramon Sessions has it. He doesn't put up a shot, which is good. He drives to the basket. And on a floater, he draws a foul at the end of regulation. Trailing by two. So now he goes to the free throw line. And uh, Ramon Sessions, you know, all he has to do is make two free throws. And we're tied. We can go to overtime. So he steps up to the line and bull crap. Right off the front of the rip. Not even close. Off to the front end of the side. Bull crap. Not even. Just, it was just like, forget it. Game's over because all that was left is uh, just try to hit the ball off the rim and get a rebound and, and just wildly tip the ball into the basket. That ain't going to happen. Yeah, that's the game, folks. That's the game. What a frustrating end of the game. And, and Ramon Sessions, all you had to do, all you had to do was, was make a couple free throws. And, you know, this guy still can't get it done. He's done it in earlier when you need to make a free throw here and there, like in that Laker game, or not Laker game, Celtic game. Uh, he's missed so many free throws down the stretch, game after game after game after game. <sighs> Ramon Sessions to date, well, are you ready for his free throw percentage? 63%. So, do, any out there still think Ramon Sessions should be, should be the starting point guard of this team? Starting point guards do not shoot 63% from the line. That's just unheard of. You you can't have that. Point guards have to make their free throws because they're the guy with the ball, particularly late in the game, but also just during the stretch of the game as well. Especially good point guards in general. You know, you want them with the ball, especially late in the game and everything. You know, they're the best ball handler, and you got to think of them as the most clutch at the free throw line. Uh, that was the only clutch shot Terrell Brandon could hit in his lifetime. And he was good at those. He could, he wasn't clutch at anything else, so he was at those. Now, Ramon Sessions earlier, his previous two seasons, 78% in his rookie year and 79.5%, so virtually 80% in his second season. So what the hell's going on? Why is he struggling so much at the line? We're 20 games in now. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, folks, because he just continues to struggle at the line. And they're not even close. When when he misses a free throw, they're 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 horrible. He looks like Josh Boone, so I I don't get it, and it's it's bullcrap. You know, <laughs> I hope somehow some way this can change sooner rather than later. 
So now we head to Friday the 4th. Friday the 4th in December. And this was a very entertaining game. Kevin Love does return, a game earlier than people expected. Kevin Love on the road in Nolens, home of the 12-0 New Orleans Saints. All I have to say is check out Purple Mafia episode number 50 for that one. And no, it's not because the Saints beat the Vikings, but let's just say that was a pretty emotional episode because it just, what a bummer. It was, it was a bummer. Um, enough of that, though. New Orleans Hornets also a bummer. Defeat the Timberwolves 98-89. to This was a very well-played game by the Wolves, to be honest with you. It really was until just things went down the, down the toilet, especially in that, that third quarter was a bummer. The Wolves had a two-point lead after the first and a two-point lead after the second. But things just went really, really down down the toilet in that third quarter. Uh, Johnny Flynn, excuse me. Yeah, Johnny Flynn, I'll talk about that too. Kevin Love really, really does provide a spark, though. He really does. Kevin Love hit two of three from the three-point line. How about that? All of a sudden, Kevin Love is making three-pointers. So he has added that to his game, as he's going to make a couple threes in the Utah game. I'll talk about that shortly. Double-double. What a surprise. Kevin Love with a double-double. 11 points, 11 rebounds in exactly 24 minutes. And Wayne Ellington, again, shining bright. 30 and a half minutes off the bench. He kept the Wolves in this game all the way. 5 of 7. And no, those were not jump shots. He did have one three-pointer, one of two. The guy is really energetic, unbelievably fast, and extremely athletic. I didn't know Wayne Ellington to really be that kind of player, to be honest with, with with you out there. I'm not a huge, giant college basketball guy. I mean, I'll watch some select games here and there when it's a certain higher-ranking player, I'll say, because I want to really see who the Wolves should take at the you know way up there because that's where we've been the last several years now. Um, and I'm not a fan of North Carolina. I, I did see some of him, and I didn't, I, I don't know, I didn't really see him being this kind of player in the NBA, to be honest. I thought he was going to be kind of a too too skinny and more of a jump shoot type of jump shot type of guy, and uh, what an explosive player! Wow, <laughs> Wayne Ellington showing some really nice signs here. Ryan Gomes had 20 points in the previous game, 15 here, but he shot the ball way too much, six of 17 from the floor, and uh, this was about the time when I was complaining about L. Jefferson. You know, yeah, I was complaining about L. Jefferson and that baby hook and how he can't jump, and it's still, it's just frustrating, you know, that knee thing, um, and I think the knee thing shouldn't affect his post moves, but the rebounding, it really affects it, and it, it, the funny part is the one shot he takes, it probably affects it, that stupid baby hook, why not do the Elijah one stuff, the underneath stuff, uh, Al Jefferson played an awesome game in New Orleans, awesome, he had several putbacks, he just, he just looked like a guy that was, that was, that was healthy again, he really did, 10 of 17 from the floor, if I didn't already mention that. Kevin Garnett numbers, 20 points, 14 rebound, 4 assist game. As L. Jefferson has been getting more and more assists down the stretch. And uh, this was a very, very encouraging game for L. Jefferson. And, of course, like I said, Kevin Love, outstanding. So it was a loss, and it was a frustrating loss. But the good news is I left this game feeling very encouraged. Very, 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 very encouraged. I'm, you know, I'm going to be truly honest with you. This was, uh, this is the kind of stuff I've been looking for, is to see good play by, by, you know, just to see some, some sign of hope here. And I saw some signs of hope. And it's mostly Kevin Love and Jefferson in this particular game. But Flynn, in general, you're going to, you know, you, we saw it in the, uh, the Memphis game. We saw him playing more of a point guard, and he made some awesome passes that, uh, 
Ramon Sessions, frankly, couldn't do. I mean, he's just not that kind of player. He's just not. And uh, Flynn showing some of the stuff he did in Syracuse in that game. He re- he really did. Johnny, though, he got he he got too cute, man. He he got he saw. Well, what I'm trying to say is he got starry-eyed. He saw Chris Paul on the other side, the best point guard in the league. And a lot of people are, have have compared Johnny Flynn to Chris Paul because of the explosiveness and the the, the possibility or the explosiveness of the defense and the possibility this guy could also be a major assist guy when he really figures it out um, down the stretch. Chris Paul <laughs> started out pretty quiet, but the assists started to get higher and higher and higher, and then he started just manhandling Johnny Flynn. As Flynn, yeah, like I said, he started to play a little bit of street ball out there. I love the fact that Flynn went up and challenged Chris Paul and, and, and wasn't more like just being like a fly on the wall. He was he, he, he wanted to really challenge him, but Paul... Responded with eight steals. Eight steals. Johnny Flynn had a really tough time trying to do those fancy moves. Uh, luckily for Johnny, he only had two turnovers, but unfortunately he only played 26 and a half minutes. Know why? Johnny got benched in the uh, the final seven minutes of the game in favor of Ramon Sessions because Flynn was, was getting too excited. Sessions didn't really look much better. He also had two turnovers in about 21, 22 minutes, two of eight from the floor. He did get four assists, though. But Sessions, not anything better than Johnny Flynn. It's just a matter of calming Flynn down. Damian Wilkins had his arm around Johnny to say, hey, it's okay. And and Johnny didn't look pissed off on the, on the bench. He was actually standing most of the time. Um, he he just looked sad. He looked bummed out. Like, mm. He just looked really sad. And, and Damian was, was there for him. And they're saying how, yeah, you know, Damian Wilkins really has been uh, the, the guy that's really taken Johnny Flynn under his wing. And um, that's cool. I like what Damian Wilkins has brought to this team in a lot of ways. Unfortunately for him, his playing time has really diminished because of Kevin Love. I got to think there should be some room for uh, Damian Wilkins out there with uh, possibly more time for Jefferson at uh, center and maybe Love playing some backup center when the two kind of switch around and get rid of Ryan Hollins a little bit, get rid of more of Hollins playing time and put in uh, Damian more. Also Pavlovich, I don't even... (laughs) Pavlovich is virtually unwatchable because he's too reckless. So that's pretty much the deal there. Um, it was a pretty interesting game, though. It was a pretty interesting game. Ellington was all over the place. Also, Ryan Hollins followed Chris Paul on a half-court shot, which was stupid. Of course, Chris Paul hits all three. This was right at the half. Really stupid. That was when the Wolves were doing well, and, uh, yeah, you knew that was going to change things. Um yeah, it was it was a tough night overall for guys like for, uh, for Johnny Flynn though. It really was as Chris Paul stripped him several times and his shot was blocked by Okafor a couple times. It's just you know it was a, it, it's the learning curve. So for the, for the sake of time, I'd better get on to the next game here. That would be the final game, and this was another victory Saturday night the fifth. The Wolves had to fly all the way back to Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota from New Orleans for Saturday night game, and they defeat the Utah Jazz. How about that? Excellent job by the Wolves in this game. This was a lot of fun, and it also was the night the Wolves debuted, re-debuted their old, old jerseys from 89 to 95. Very, very fun indeed. So Johnny Flynn couldn't couldn't get the best of, uh, well, he wasn't going to get the best, but he, he could barely compete against Chris Paul just because it just was a bad matchup at the time being. Comes in and faces another challenge from a similar type of player, the same draft, Darren Williams. 
Darren Williams, only 7 of 18 from the floor, did get 11 assists, 18 points. But Johnny Flynn was 7 of 12 in this game, showed so much energy, hit two threes, 16 point four assist game. The guy was everywhere, hit a lot of shots in traffic. Well, not shots, but off the glass. Yeah, he went in off the glass, floaters and, and such. Just beautiful floaters for Johnny Flynn a couple of times in this game. Brewer stepped up from a couple of really quiet games, was up and down the floor. Lots of fast break points for him, 12 points on, on 50% shooting, 6-12 from the floor. Jefferson struggled from the floor, but he did come through when when needed, and uh, I was very impressed with uh, Jefferson's tenacity in this game. Too many field goal attempts, 7 of 19, but like I said, really, you know, he got it done when it mattered, though. That's what counts. Had a couple, or had a nice and one late in the game. That was really helpful. He it was felt cool how he put his hands up in the air to like to say thank you, God. Finally made a finally made a shot. And Ryan Gomes was unbelievable. Nine of ten from the floor. Twenty three points, five rebound, five assist game. Just awesome. Made all five of his free throws. Ryan Gomes in the past four games has averaged over twenty one points a game. So a nice recovery from a guy that was struggling mightily early on. And Damian Wilkins, in only 14 minutes, managed to get 12 points and 4 of 5 shooting and 4 of 6 from the line. Talk about a guy that gets it done. I really like Damian Wilkins. I'm going to just keep saying that because he's going to keep he's going to keep uh, proving my case. Kevin Love was just awesome. 2 of 3 from the 3-point range yet again. 6 of 9 overall from the floor. 18.10 rebound performance. And he threw in 2 steals again, and he even got a block. His defense looks a little better, actually. I'm just very encouraged by Kevin Love. I mean, this guy has brought so much energy, it's unbelievable. And his one assist was a beautiful uh, outlet pass to Wayne Ellington. It, it was a beauty. It was a beauty. Excuse me, that was Corey Brewer. Just a beauty. That was one of Brewer's dunks. And Wayne Ellington, five of, excuse me, four or six from the floor, ten points. Just all over the place. Great job by Wayne Ellington. Sessions' playing time is really beginning to diminish, and that's a sign that Johnny Flynn is becoming a true point guard, like I've been saying. This guy really is starting to show it. Only four assists in the game, but, uh, you know, people need to make their shots, too, at times, so it's not always his fault. But um, very, I'm very encouraged with uh, the, the play of Johnny Flynn. And, of course, like the triangle, like I said a few episodes ago, triangle doesn't always promote uh, a, a ton of assists from point guards. It really actually commands more assists from guys posting up guys like Jefferson and Kevin Love so that makes sense pretty much. Ryan Holland's another rough game. Mm. Luckily he didn't play too much. Two personal fouls in only 12 minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah the front court looks unbelievably good right now. I mean Jefferson, Gomes, Wilkins and Love. Wow those guys look really good right now. And uh, Ellington and Flynn and Brewer look pretty good as well. Mostly Ellington and Flynn but Brewer had a really nice game against the Utah Jazz, and, and, and they got it done. They got it done. And that's what counts. Boozer could just, or excuse me, Oker could not hit that three, only one of six. And that's part of the reason we won the game. I mean, if, if Oker started catching fire at all from three-point range, we might have been in trouble. But, hey, tough tough crap, you know. I mean, that's what happened to Chauncey Billups, too. So, Wolves go one, of, go one, one win and two losses in that stretch, but it was some very encouraging basketball and I got to think Kevin Love is uh, just a just he, he he has really brought some energy to this team, and uh, he looks a lot better than he did last year. He has a lot more energy, a lot faster, 
a lot. He just he just looks like a guy who is ready to take that next step, and I'm very excited. Wolves play Toronto tonight at Toronto. Uh, there there's a chance they could win that game. Sure, not going to guarantee it though. Luckily, I have uh, the iPod Touch with uh, I got the league pass on that. Being this game is not on any TV at all around here. It's not blacked out on the iPod Touch, so I'm one of the few people in this entire city that gets to see the game. Ha ha. <laughs> so just thought I'd get that out there. So with that, going to take a break, and we are going to talk about some more about Wayne Ellington, a little article from the Strib, right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 40, number 40, which is a reminder for iPod, MP3 players, and Microsoft Zoom users. Welcome back to the show. So Wayne Ellington, you say how it's not easy being a rookie because how he was really, a, you know, came into the league. He struggled pretty much. Uh, to be honest, I think a lot of it is he depended too, depended too much on his jump shot. And finally, he start, when he starts slashing, wow, things change, don't, don't they? <laughs> At least when you think about it. He's saying how it's hard. I understood. I have a lot of learning to do. But <laughs> Ellington said with a shrug, you've got your ups and downs. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely part of it. Kurt Rambis jumps in here saying he obviously wasn't very comfortable with what we're doing. He was tentative turning the ball over and his decision making whether to shoot, pass, or drive wasn't accurate. And uh, yeah, that's one of those deals. That really is. You know, there are a lot of times a guy like Wayne Ellington should just drive to the basket. He really should. Or just pass it up if there's just if there's no lane for him whatsoever, pass it up. But if there is, go. I mean, don't don't just take a jump shot. If, if, you know, a guy like that has an opportunity to go to the basket, he can get it done. Wellington, Ellington continues, I was starting to get a little hesitant, second-guessing myself on shots. With all the games, those back-to-backs, like there's going to be soon here, those back-to-backs, it's tough to turn it around. And they said, oh, it sounded to Kevin Love. It sounded so familiar to Kevin Love. His rookie year was rocky at first. I wasn't playing well, but my first... Of the year, by the first of the year, I started picking it up. The second-year center said, "It's a tough situation or tough transition from college, and 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 sure it is. Um, but the play has really been picking up for Wayne Ellington of late, and uh, he seems more poised and patient." Rambus adds, "He's settled down. He's also doing a better job on defense." And yeah, you can see it. Ellington's final point is, "My confidence is just rising every day. I'm slowing the game down, seeing the right plays." And right there, that quote, that's the quote of the whole article right there. Wayne Ellington, that's exactly what he's doing. He is slowing the game down and seeing the right plays. And uh, it's, a, it's a joy to watch. I mean, Wayne Ellington looks like a, like a legitimate player. Either a nice spark plug off the bench, or maybe, maybe he might even be starting shooting guard, at least for the time being, depending on how the draft goes or future trades or whatever. But uh, one way or another, Wayne Ellington is going to be a valuable piece for this team. And I do think, i got to think, that three-point shot's going to continue to uh, improve for young Wayne Ellington down the stretch here. As uh, he, he has made a couple. I mean, it's not like he's been wordless in three-point range, but the jump shot really hasn't fallen as much yet for young Wayne Ellington. As so far, his three-point percentage is only about 22-23%. But uh, of late, it's really been picking up. Uh, his, his, his overall game has, has picked up. And uh, it's it's attributed to, yeah, slowing the game down. It's, to be honest, 
just letting the game come to him. I mean, he, he gets the ball all of a sudden, just as he's one step away from an open lane to the basket, and that's that's been Wayne Ellington's ups. You know, not not the downs, but the ups. The downs have been kind of the rush jump shots that he was taking earlier on, and uh, I'm very happy with the progress of Wayne Ellington, and I'm sure a lot of you Wolves fans are as well. So we're going to get to some contact details here for Timberwolves Explosion. The, uh, the call-in line on the sportsstuff.com is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail treated as such. Imagine you are calling in to Timberwolves Explosion, and uh, you will, your call will be played on air. May, keep it to about a minute. Leave, leave your name in town, and there you go. Opine. And uh, that's pretty much the idea there. Also, do check out TimberwolvesPress.com. TimberwolvesPress.com, your one-stop Source for everything Timberwolves basketball. Right now, mostly my podcasts are up there, but expect some articles in the not-too-distant future. So uh, that site has been known for lots of articles. They even, they even broke the uh, the Kevin Love for O.J. Mayo trade and the Al Jefferson injury last season. Very, very good indeed. Uh, Timberwolves Press will be more and more up and running here in the not-too-distant future. So do stay tuned. Do check that site out, though. I would appreciate it. Also on thesportstuff.com, we would like you to become a member of the message boards. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Simply click on that, and um, after that, there'll be a register link on the left. Click on that, and there you go. It's as simple as it is, and it's 100% free and 100% fun. There are so many cool people on thesportstuff.com that you can interact with. Lots of really cool people in the NBA section, if that's my overall favorite section on the sportsstuff.com. Uh, there is so much interaction on there, it's not even funny. So if you're looking for a board with uh, some cool people to talk basketball with, there you go. That's the one. It is the one. So get on there ASAP. So I thank you again for listening to the show. And uh, also, if you'd like to contact me at paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, it would be appreciated as well. So until next week, we will... Uh, Call it a day, and uh, let's let's hope for some more wolves wins here down the stretch. Some more encouraging signs. It's, I, you know, I'm just I'm just more encouraged of late. So let's hope this continues. Until then, take care.